Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Joining us now on the show, Deputy Director of Athletics, for the University of Miami and COO Jen Strawley and a lot of different things to talk about as we hit the summer months, including the celebration of women's athletics coming up. But uh, Jen, first of all, thanks for being with us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Joe. Always good to be with you. We are um, at the end of the school year, the sports year, the academic year, all of that. Let's, uh, before we get into uh, the celebration of women's athletics, let's just turn the clock back a little bit. One, congratulations on uh, not only the University of Miami, but all of, all of uh, college athletics getting through what has been a turbulent year. And uh, what were some of the things that you take out of this year? Uh, is there a sense of pride that you were able to accomplish getting through an athletic season under such difficult circumstances? Without a doubt, Joe. You know, I think I look back on this year, and I think if you talk to um, really most individuals, but so, you know, certainly those working in college athletics, certainly, you know, unprecedented and really one of the most challenging years we face. But there's certainly, you know, great pride in being able to provide those competitive opportunities for our student athletes and to, you know, allow them to, to have their seasons and allow them to, to shine on the, you know, on the courts, on the fields, in the pool, um, in all the ways that we were and to do it with, we, you know, we played well over 90% of our, of our scheduled contests and, you know, did so with a, you know, a less than 1% positivity rate throughout the year and just things that I look, I look back on and I'm just truly proud of what we were able to, you know, accomplish collectively with a great partnership with campus, with buy-in from our student athletes, with leadership from our coaches and just, you know, tireless efforts for, from so many. How much of uh, your motivation day to day just came from looking at your student athletes and their de- dedication and maybe their work ethic or the pride they were taking trying to get through the year? You know, honestly, probably just about all of it. I mean, it's it's one of those where, you know, I work in college athletics because the opportunities that you provide for young people and the belief that those experiences we provide help shape their future. And, and when, you know, we looked at it, you know, going into this year, our student athletes wanted to participate and they certainly had the option to opt out if they didn't, but the vast, vast majority of them wanted to. And being able to fulfill that experience for them is absolutely what what drove us to to work through some hard times and to figure out safe solutions and to navigate that with you know the best expert advice we could whether that be from the ACC or from you know our medical experts on at Miami I think one of the things we try to emphasize to our audience or our fan base that one of the things that we try to do is tell the story of the student athletes and a lot of these kids most of them have great stories to be told and that is also I think a motivating uh, part of this job and also uh, uh, a big part of the job, the fun part of the job, is hearing their stories and watching their watching them fulfill their stories. I can 
completely agree. And maybe more so than ever, we were reminded of that during this past year. Um, but absolutely, we have wonderful people and student athletes that, that are in our program and just helping, you know, our fans and, and those who support us, you know, understand who they are as people and, and, and you know, what they do, not only on the, on the field and courts of play, but what they do outside as well. The last several years, you have been able to put on the celebration of women's athletics. It's become uh, very important at the University of Miami. This year, it's going to have a little bit of a different format. Take us through this year's format of the celebration of women's athletics and why this has become such a big priority and success at the University of Miami. Yeah, Joe, you know, you talk about telling the story, and that's really what I think the celebration of women's athletics allows us to do. It allows us to tell the story of, you know, 11 fantastically successful female student-athletes that we have. They excel athletically. We have national champions. We have ACC champions. We have, you know, women who have gotten great national and, and conference recognition, but they've also excelled in the classroom and really set the bar for academic success, and they've been incredibly involved in our community and, and really have given back in so many different ways. And the chance to to celebrate them and, and all that they've accomplished is, is what the Celebration of Women's Athletics has, has become. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that we're not able to do it in person. That, that, that banquet has become really a, you know, a first-class event that we've been able to, to bring people together around. And unfortunately, it's going to look a little bit, a little bit different this year. Um, but it will be the, the culminating event to, uh, you know, to, to our seasons. And it's going to kick off on June 14th. Um, it, you know, it's going to primarily be on, on social media, so it will be our ability to introduce folks to the, the young women that have represented us so wonderfully, um, you know, with each day rolling out two different student-athletes and, and culminating with a, with a student-athlete panel um, that, that, again, will be uh, distributed um, through social media and through different media outlets as well. Jen Strawley, Deputy Director of Athletics, is our guest on the show here tonight. Uh, you have had through the years and including this year, some great female athletes that have been honored, uh, great female athletes have just participated at the University of Miami. Probably at the top of the list this year is uh, Stella Perez-Samariba, who is, finish, is finishing up or finished up an incredible career at the University of Miami. Undoubtedly. I mean, Stella has represented this institution over the last five years with just unbelievable class, and obviously she's won at unprecedented levels, both for Miami and, and nationally, um, you know, and what she's accomplished on the, on the tennis court certainly speaks for itself. But when you get to know Stella as, as a person and, and you see the incredible accomplishments she's had in the classroom and what, what she's brought to this university community and, and the humble person that she is and the way she carries herself, um, you know, she just represents this institution in, in such amazing ways. And, um, you know, when you see these, these wonderful women who are, who are going to be represented, um, you know, of, of representatives of our program, it just, they're unbelievable in what they've accomplished, and Stella certainly, you know, epitomizes all of that. Yeah. You have track athletes, basketball, tennis, soccer, um, volleyball, uh, from all walks of life, and, all, uh, and many will be honored uh, throughout this program, uh, the celebration of women's athletics. Absolutely. We honor one student athlete in all 11 of our female sports. Um, and, it, you know, it gives us a chance just to, to highlight their accomplishments, again, both on and off the, the field of play. Um, and, again, you have national champions, um, ACC champions, and, and women who have just excelled, you know, athletically. We have the, 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 the woman who chairs our student athlete advisory committee. It's just a really balanced, great group of, of young people. 
about how far uh, women's athletics has come at the University of Miami? You have some incredible leadership, including yourself and some great coaches that oversee these programs. Absolutely. I, you know, when you think about where women's athletics has come and we're about to embark on the 40th anniversary of Title IX and, and you just see when you provide young women opportunities, their ability to thrive. But it's also, you know, the University of Miami has, has supported the development of women across the board and, and it, it's, it's in, you know, entrenched in who we are and, and the equity that we have. And from President Frank to, to Blake James and then to the, the wonderful coaches that we have that lead our, our women's programs. And, and you highlight it with, with Katie Meyer, Amy Deem, and, and Paige Rakshuk, too, who have all been here for a number of years and really led fantastic female programs for us and, and set really set the bar for, for what our, our young women can accomplish. Yeah. Uh, Paige and Katie and Amy, uh, you look at their, their, their resume over the years, the longevity is incredible, but the success of the winning and getting to tournaments and postseason accolades is unbelievable. It really is, and undoubtedly, and they're just love of young people and the development of, of the young women in their programs. And, and honestly, the, with the three of them, too, it's also their, their love of, of the University of Miami, and, and all of that you know, just makes them um, you know, so special to our athletic program. You were a uh, you were an athlete. I um, I make this story a little more personal because I'm a, what they would call a girl dad. So I had a female athlete when she grew up, and I've watched her grow into a very successful businesswoman. You were a female athlete that is now at the highest level of athletics in uh, in college athletics. The studies show for female athletes there is uh, very good success, high level of success when playing days are done. There certainly is, and, and, you know, I think that's part of what drives me every day. I, I believe in the value of athletics for all young people, for, for boys and for girls and for our male and female student-athletes. Um, but when you look at, when you look at the, the data that it shows for young women and the, the success that athletics brings beyond their days playing and whether that's sitting in a C-suite or being, you know, the next doctors and lawyers or um, teachers, wherever their path may take them, the lessons learned, through athletics really shapes and develops our next generation of leaders. And I'm a product of that. I'm, I'm thankful to those lessons I learned um, throughout my days playing, playing sports growing up and in college. And I just want to be able to continue to provide those opportunities and, and help young women grow, appreciate their, you know, their own self-worth through that process and, and become leaders in whatever path they choose. Are you keeping an eye on the Women's College World Series, these games are highly entertaining. I, I have to admit, I do watch the <laughs> Women's College World Series. Um, you know, being the former softball player, it does get in my blood. And unfortunately, I don't get to watch Miami compete. But um, wow, shout out to Florida State coming through. Um, you know, losers bracket where they were, and in Oklahoma as well. And gosh, Odyssey Alexander, man, the example she set and some of the plays she's made were just unbelievable. So you know, congrats to JMU on a fantastic run as well. One day you're going to walk me through how in the world anybody gets a hit in softball because that ball is coming in pretty fast. It's 74 miles an hour. The the pitcher for Alabama was throwing. I mean that's ridiculous. That 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 reaction time is crazy at the plate. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me ask you this: uh, 
we uh, we started this conversation about how incredibly difficult it was at the beginning. Uh, we started this conversation with how incredibly incredibly difficult this year was getting through it with COVID and all of that. Now it looks like we're getting to more normal situations. Are you anticipating in college athletics a more normal feel this upcoming fall? We certainly are planning for that and and hopeful that that's where we end up. And I guess, yes, anticipating that. Um, I guess you never know exactly what you're, what's going to be thrown your way or what turn's going to happen, but certainly looking forward to a lot more normalcy and how we'll be able to run our operations next year and really the experience that we can then provide for, for our student-athletes and our fans. You are also very involved in football. How um, how proud are, proud are you of the way Manny Diaz attacks problem-solving? It's fun to work with Manny. Um, you know, he's obviously a, a very intelligent, self-reflective uh, individual, and and you know, he it's just it makes it a, an exciting time to try and have conversations and work through and solve problems. And obviously, this year that's what was presented to us, and we had to be solution-oriented and and look for the best possible ways to achieve that. And um, I think the en- energy around our football program is is fantastic right now. The recruiting, um, you know, that we're embarking on and the direction that we're going. Um, and then I'm excited. I mean, talk about kicking off a year with Alabama and Atlanta, um, closing out where we came, you know, from last year off of COVID. It, it, you know, it's just something I'm really looking forward to and a chance for our football program to continue to take strides forward. And, um, you know, D.R. King is obviously one of the, the best leaders you can have as a student athlete. So just excited about the trajectory and where we're going as a program. These are uh, changing times in college athletics. A lot of uh, players, a lot of student athletes, uh, going into the transfer portal and all of those things. But Manny Diaz is trying to create an atmosphere where he welds a team that is so close that it makes it hard to leave. He really is. And he's, you know, he's a, he's a player's coach and the guys are bought in and they, they love playing for him and he brings so much energy. Um, and, you know, I think what I've learned in my 20 plus years in college athletics is like the one constant is change. And so you have to be able to adapt to the changing environment of what's going to occur. And the transfer portal, you know, name, image, and likeness, they're two significant changes that are going to happen here, you know, and at the same time, basically, and how we navigate that and being able to be proactive and not reactive to some of that and be out in front of it for all of our coaches is going to be to be critical. But, you know, somebody like Manny thrives on that and enjoys that and, and sets the example for others to, to follow. What do you think, as a college administrator at the highest level, of the discussion now of expanding the college playoff? It seems to be getting a lot of legs of moving the playoff to 12 teams. You know, I think it's, an inter- I think it's continued interesting dialogue and moving towards what the best answer is for college football and, and continuing to analyze that. And I think you have to keep you know, the student-athlete well-being piece at the forefront of that conversation and then continue to, to look at what model gives us the best answer for success and truly crowning a you know a national champion on you know on the other side of that there's no perfect model and whether you I mean look you have 64 and 68 teams in in the basketball championship and somebody still gets left out and UCLA is one of the last four and they make it all the way to the final four so there's no perfect solution but what's the best answer that we can arrive at that makes the most sense for college football you have uh, also a law background. Do you think the NIL, or how will the NIL benefit student-athletes at the University of Miami because of our location? So 
So I think, you know, name, image, and likeness is, is one of those that, you know, people have, I think, on the outside looked at as this transformational thing for college athletics. And it is in a lot of ways. Uh, but, you know, if we do it the right way, it, it's going to be done in a way that doesn't compromise college athletics, but provides student-athletes the opportunity to to use their, their name, image, and likeness to, to, to make some money. And I think at the University of Miami, that creates an incredible opportunity for us. It creates an incredible opportunity for somebody like Sierra King, but it also creates an incredible opportunity for somebody like Michelle Atherley. And so it runs across the gamut of, of what it can provide. And, you know, in a city like Miami and with the, the right pieces around it, student-athletes can, can really begin to understand and learn what their brand is and how they can best position themselves, which is only going to help them in their future, again, in whatever path they choose to pursue. Um, you know, Stella competes for a national championship, and pieces and opportunities come from that, and being able to use name, image, and likeness on that end, I think is going to, you know, elevate us as, a, um, as, as an industry and continue to help our student-athletes, which is what's best for them in the end. Michelle Atherley, one of the great student-athletes. We should mention her as well, an All-American from track and field. Our record setter, it seems like every time out, sets a new record. Well, tune in. Michelle's about to compete for another national championship this week, so stay tuned on that one, and I certainly wish her the best of luck here in Oregon. All right, let's uh, go back one more time. Uh, the celebration of women's athletics. How can Hurricane fans get involved and also follow along? So I think that, you know, the first answer is, um, you know, pay attention to our, our social media next week and take a chance to learn about some of these fantastic women who represent represent Miami. Um, I'd encourage all Hurricane fans, you know, next year as we get back to normal, um, you know, come out and support our, you know, women's soccer and volleyball programs, our women's basketball program, um, you know, and our other women's programs as they compete here in Coral Gables. Um but then the other piece is, um, you know, we, can, we, we need the support. It, the dollars of our Hurricane Club members and of, of those who support our student-athletes go directly to their benefit. And, and being able to, you know, I'm proud of the dollars we've been able to raise around our Building Women Champions campaign and a continued emphasis on that as we progress into the next several years and looking to, um, you know, build our resources around what we can provide for our female student-athletes, you know, to provide them with a first-class experience during their time at Miami and so you can go to buildingwomenchampions.com and uh, provide a gift to us that way or you can also um, call the Hurricane Club and indicate that you want to make a gift to support our Building Women Champions campaign. We certainly appreciate all of those that have been leaders and and provided leadership gifts for this initiative um, here today. All right, Jen Strawley, Deputy Director of Athletics, COO of the University of Miami, has been our guest. Jen, as always, thank you very much. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate all you do, too, and I look forward to seeing you here in person. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 